Hello, and welcome back to Dinner and a Show. I am your host, Tom Bland, and on this podcast we talk about local restaurants and movies and TV and stuff like that, and uh, the pairing that goes with them. Today I have with me Tyler, who works with me at Hello. <laughs> uh, we went to Funkin' Waffles, and the movie we saw was Stuber. Uh, both of those were, I think, a good experience, aside from a slight mishap that happened. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, so Funkin' Waffles is, as the name suggests, a local waffle place here in Syracuse in Armory Square. Uh, they do more than just waffles. They do chicken and waffles. They have breakfast sandwiches and stuff like that. Uh, it was started by two SU students who started, um, I guess they were making waffles at, like, college dorm parties, and they brought, like, live music, and then they decided uh, that this could be a thing. So they entered a business competition SU was holding. I think the grand prize was, like, twenty-five grand. Uh, they didn't win, but they were among the finalists, and after they graduated, they took over an old coffee shop that was going out of business. Um, it's definitely still kept its musical roots, too. It's got a whole lounge uh, with a stage next to the main dining area. Uh, it's pretty nice. And Tyler, you had never been there before, right? I haven't, uh, yeah, I hadn't been in there, like, physically. Like, we've had, because we've gotten it through work once in a while. But, yeah, that was the first time I'd been. Uh, I tried to go, when I was visiting here, to, like, look at apartments and stuff. We went to, uh, a couple friends and I tried to go, but it was just so full in the morning that we couldn't, we couldn't get in. Yeah, it's, it's always pretty hopping. I think the deadest I've ever seen it in there was, like, me and five other people um the music is fun they do a wide range of stuff they'll do they have metal bands jazz bands I've, i don't know if they do hip-hop stuff but like i i've seen the whole spectrum over there and it's fun uh the food's really good and it's it's reasonably priced it's not i wouldn't say cheap but it's definitely not gonna break your bank yeah it's, it's not as cheap as like a diner but yeah you're also not getting diner food <laughs> yeah uh we both went with chicken and waffles um, Got to, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. I almost went banana bread waffle because banana bread waffle is delicious. Highly recommend it. But I had not eaten since we went at ten thirty, and I had not eaten since three p.m. So I decided to go with the more filling option. Uh, some of the more they ha- offer some fun, weird stuff. Like they have the jive turkey, which is a stuffing waffle with smoked turkey and mashed potatoes on it. Very funky. Sound. Yeah, the James <laughs> brownie. It's a brownie waffle with two scoops of uh, ice cream on it. The how Jersey... Sh- how the fuck did I miss... Can we swear on this podcast? Oh, yeah, we can swear. <laughs> okay. That's why. How the fuck did I miss that? I would have ordered that instead of chicken and waffles. Yeah. I would totally just eat a brownie. We'll just have to go back. A brown, yeah. Like a waffle-sized brownie. Yeah, the Jersey Shore, which is just the plain buttermilk version of the James Brownie, which doesn't sound nearly as good. No, no, no. It's- uh, and they also have a pulled pork waffle, which I have not tried. My friend Lenore loves them uh, yeah i mean if you want pork f- on your breakfast that's go for it basically my sentiments i don't know why she does it but she loves it one thing you definitely shouldn't do is accidentally pour honey on your waffles that was the mishap <laughs> um it's and i feel bad because i almost did the same thing and i i in my head thought wow that's that's kind of dangerous that these look so similar and they're just sitting next to each other and I didn't vocalize that feeling. It's just a little strip of it was just a little strip of what was it masking tape? Yep, with, with, with honey, honey red sharpied on it, and it just happened to be facing the opposite way. It was eating the trick and going in on it, and it's like, all right, let's go for the waffles now. And you know that Tyler, you, you know that's honey. Well, shit. <laughs> Um, but the chicken, at least, I thought was very good. They give you a decent. You had like one massive 
like I had like five small ones and you had a bunch of small ones and then you were really massive one. It was this was definitely like definitely like hand tossed like actual chicken. It wasn't like pulled out of a freezer bag. Like you can oh. definitely tell it was it was some real chicken. Yeah, it was very good, very tasty, and I I, I enjoyed my waffle. It was a nice big fluffy buttermilk waffle. Yeah, I mean other than you know too much honey, you know, <laughs> if I was like fucking Winnie the Pooh or some shit, I probably would have loved it, but. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, but it's a fun little restaurant. It's it's quirky. It's It's got a lot of fun things to it. Uh, they always have local art. Um, local art. Local art from local artists I got, hanging I, on the wall. I, 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 I got it, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's always a picture of a whale and a ray gun. The ray gun is bitching. The ray gun is bitching, but it's 450 bucks <laughs> and... I am not paying for that, even though it looks amazing. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, I don't know, maybe one day if I so, ever... Support local art. <laughs> yeah, support. as long as it's not too expensive. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, dial it down. Like, if it was 200 bucks, maybe one day if I'm feeling super crazy with my disposable income. If, yeah, if I was more into art, like, I... I art's, art is worth what you pay for it. And yeah. if you think it's worth $450, fucking pay 450 bucks for it. Yeah. It's... I just... I, I can't. No. But I'm also the guy who's going to spend that much money on a fucking deck of magic cards it's, in the next couple months. Yeah, so. but the value, Tyler. <laughs> the value. you got to spend it on the magic cards. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our thoughts on Funkin' Waffles. So now on to the film, which was Stuber, starring, I'm probably going to butcher this, Camille Ninjiliami, I believe his name is. Kamal Ninjiliami. Sure. Ninjata, Ninjata. Oh my god. I apologize for butchering that. And uh, he's so funny. Though. He's like, so he funny. Pops up. He's he. I heard, I originally heard of him when he popped up on my like Pandora stations. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, Who's does he this? do? He does stand up. Right? He does. That's his thing. Yeah. yeah. He does stand up. He's also, uh, he has an episode in Archer. I think season like yep. six or so. Yeah. Where they're selling the babysitting episode. The babysitting episode of him was just so hilarious. Uh, and his co-star was Dave Batista, who some fans, I'm sure, recognize from his wrestling days in WWE. Uh, he's been getting a lot more acting roles in the last couple of years. Uh, I This is his first lead, though, and I I thought he did great. I thought he was... He wasn't... He was funny, but not in, like, the ha-ha... He was, like, the straight man to everything. Yeah. And your, it was a very stereotypical, tough guy, cop, dude, bro. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> 100%. Um... <laughs> And we, this movie does not waste any time. Like, the opening two minutes is a massive gunfight in a hotel room. Yeah, I w- was not ready to watch the Doctor's Companion get shot in the gut in the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, we had, uh, oh my god, Amy Pond, but what's her, 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 Fucking Karen Pond. Gillian? Question mark? You're the guy I go but, to with yeah, the actor names. Um, she, Amy Pond from Doctor Who is, is Dave Bautista's partner in the opening scene, and I laughed because... My brain didn't make the Doctor Who connection immediately because I just thought to myself, we have Drax and Nebula from Guardians. Didn't realize that's who Nebula was. <laughs> and Camille is going to be in Marvel's Eternals movie. Ooh. I can't remember what role he's playing, but it's weird that we have three Marvel and actors in the same movie. I just looked it up. It's uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Okay. There we go. Um, and But yeah, ball to the wall gunfight right in the middle of this hotel room. We watch Amy Pond blow a dude's brains out. Yeah, that was... <laughs> harrowing (laughs) (laughs) um and we are introduced to the crux of the film which is uh dave what's his name in the it's a victor 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 and i morris are going after big time drug dealer tejo who traffics heroin and yeah we open with that crazy gunfight uh and then yeah you said it tejo gut shots amy and leaves her for dead who who couldn't look more like 
someone from, like, stereotypical Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Like, beach blonde hair, staples, oh, what was it, um, pay, not Pacers. Oh, oh um, God. Uh, Clippers. I don't, I don't know sports yeah. teams. <laughs> Clippers, like, Clippers jersey, the whole shebang. Yep. Um, and then we cut to six months later, and Vic is... Still blind as fuck. Still, uh, yeah, it takes no. him six months to get LASIK, which is, like, the next thing that happens. Yep. Uh, he's losing the case because the feds are taking over. He's furious. He made promises to Morse's family he was going to catch Tejo. Uh, and yeah, he goes and gets Lasix. And we are also introduced at this point to Stu. Oh, we can't forget the teeny tiny piece of cake he got. Oh, yes, his very teeny very tiny, tiny piece tiny of cake. Very tiny cake. Uh, well, he doesn't eat a lot of I mean, look at that guy's body. He doesn't eat a lot of cake. <laughs> um, and Stu is working at the equivalent of like a weird. Dick's it's like a Dick sporting goods. Sporting his knockoff. Um, sports authority kind of thing. Yeah, and he hates his job, he hates his boss, and he does Uber on the side to make ends meet because he's signing a lease to open a spin gym with a girl he is clearly head over heels in love with. C- cringy in love with. It's like, yeah. It's like air of neckbeard kind of cringy. <laughs> where it's he, like, I don't know like the name of like the ringtone he uses for her. Oh, I know. I don't know either, but it's it's like every time they use a commercial and it's like the stereotypical romantic music swell, that is his literal that, ringtone for her. It's so bad. So bad. Thankfully, he grows out of it as the yeah. fucking movie progresses, but it's... <sighs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> And so, Stu, we see, like, a montage of his horrible Uber rides, and, like, a dude, like, drunk guy ordering fast food, throwing up in his car. So, like, I drove for Lyft for about six, seven months, and I do have, so, we, like, we were, I wrote, we were on some notes. Um, I do have written down, Stu is definitely a one-star driver. He is one hundred, because he doesn't shut, like... Oh, yeah. And all the scenes, like, with Bautista, like, so that montage where he's just, like, dealing with the shit, like, he's, he's fine. Like, that's that's what you want out of an Uber driver. You want someone to just bring you from point A to point B, all of my five stars. I actually got a five-star review of someone saying, like, he didn't talk much, it was great. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, but, like, when he's, like, in with Bautista, uh, Bautista just, like, just, just doesn't shut up. He just doesn't stop talking. I mean, talking. he does say that one point, like, because you got in the front seat, that means usually people want to talk, but eh, it's, eh, it's a poor excuse. Yeah. I, I, I've had plenty of Uber rides where I've reflexively gotten in the front seat and been like, shit! <laughs> but yeah. the, and the guy doesn't say anything to me, or he'll, yeah. if, or he'll maybe... If the passenger talks to you, then, like, then I'll engage. Like, yeah. That'll be, like, one of the big things, like, oh, like, oh, because I'm from, I'm from Portland, Maine, or South Portland, two different places. Represent. <laughs> but, um... Like, people, I pick people to, like, the airport or in hotels in Portland, they'd be like, oh, what's there to do around here? And, you know, that's when you start talking to people. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, how's it going? What are you, um, what are you guys, like, the whole, like, what are you in here for? It's blah, blah, blah. so Most people weird. Most people just from point A to point B. Because it's almost like a hostage situation. You're trapped with this guy until you get from point A to point B. Yeah. So, like, it's, uh... don't get in cars with strangers, except when you're paying to get into a car with a stranger. And at which point, it's it's like a social contract to not speak unless spoken to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we see Stu and his, his lot in life. Not not too great. Uh, Victor gets the eye surgery. He's got these weird, like almost like racquetball goggles, which Stu later almost says they are racquetball goggles on. Uh, he... His daughter takes him and says, you know, you're going to come to my art show later because it's kind of weird that you scheduled eye surgery <laughs> the day of my art, you know, thing. And he's like, oh, of course I'll be there, clearly just remembering that it was the same day. I mean, we later find out he doesn't even know what type of artist she is. Like, he, no. he gets to the, the thing later and it's like, oh, like, all the paintings are great. It reminds me of the this blood splatter in a pool of <laughs> drug dealer I shot. And, she, and the daughter's like, 
down of a sculptor. <laughs> yeah, clearly a good cop. Well, maybe not a good cop, but he's a cop. Uh, yeah, uh, is he a bad cop? Probably. Is yeah. he a crooked cop? It he, doesn't seem like he it. He breaks... Yeah, he's not a crooked cop. He's just a bad cop. He breaks so many laws in the process like of this drug bust. He's like the punisher for cops. Yeah. He, like, his opening line is a right hook to the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Uh, so. Hans, Hans Kumail a... There's hands stew a gun, which he picks up with two fingers. Fucking <laughs> hilarious. Ends up shooting, the, and Kumail ends up shooting. Or, I'm going to just go stew, which I call stew first. Yeah. I'm going to try so hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. So stew ends up accidentally shooting this drug dealer. And instead of just being like, no, it's fine, he just... Uh, Victor just takes the gun and throws it into a gutter. Storm, yep, storm drain. He's like, oh, no. So we're getting rid of the murder weapon. Like, well, it, he was alive. Yeah, he was alive, but it... it at the very least, a report should have filed that somebody got shot in the course of your police work, but no. Let's just storm drain the gun and keep moving on. Um, so, he's wakes up because he gets a phone call, Victor wakes up because he gets a phone call, that Tejo's back in town and making a huge deal, and then the phone cuts out and he just knows that the guy's in Koreatown. So he yeah. has to call an Uber because his daughter installed the app on his phone to help him get to the art show. Blind as fuck. At oh, this he's, point yeah, too. he's like seeing triple. But this isn't before he tries to drive. <laughs> and no, they, yeah, this is where we get a fun scene. He he's, he decides he could do it himself. So we see him fumble around for his keys. He gets in his car. He destroys the the, the local apartment building. Yeah, so he, he backs out, gets onto like a ledge, two wheels it down <laughs> his driveway, almost hits a car, and just has that that comes to Jesus moment. He's like, you can do this. <laughs> Rips it and yelling at people to get out of his way when there's no one in his way. Yeah, spoiler alert: He could not do this. Not at all. Oh my god. Uh, and it was kind of funny because there was a scene with the joggers running by him. That's the scene. And yeah. then the car like kind of lurches, and, and you thought it too. The, and I thought he hit the dude. Yeah, I straight up thought he hit a man. The first time I saw this, I was like, Did he just kill somebody? <laughs> no, he hits. Like, <laughs> hits the curb, runs over a mailbox, a garden, a fucking tree. Yeah, just <laughs> takes it out. I'm gonna pay for this. And he finally. Runs into a construction site and just goes right into a pit they're digging. Right into the pit. And he, as the construction workers come around the car, like, oh my god, are you okay? He just leans out the window and goes, you assholes got a permit for this hole? <laughs> so he gives up and calls Uber, which is where Stu, unfortunately for him, gets drawn into things. And Stu just wants to get keep his rating above four stars. And he's hovered at four point one. Oh yeah, he's he's on the like, bubble. Yeah, every every and none of them are his fault, which is the hilarious thing. Oh, we forgot. Batista causes him to he swerve does. and drill some lady's head into the window <laughs> of her car. Uh, that looked so painful. Yeah. Um. What's what was the what, the actress's name? Um. Margie Ma Margaret something. She's in she's in Bojack Horseman. Oh, maybe not a Bojack Margo, Horseman guy. I, I'll watch it at some oh, point. I can't remember. But yeah, she, he swerves to avoid Batista careening down the street, and she her head just goes right into the window. Yeah. And you, you hear the thwack, and it, it was bad. Uh, Wasn't his fault, still got one star. Yeah. And then she said these people were supposed to be good at customer service. Oh, I missed that! <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> anyway. He also causes another one star when he gets takes a new reaction to the oh, Uber yep. pool, yep. and a couple college kids jump in. And he just accosts the... Oh, he gives him a chance. He goes, Yeah. Oh, he's need to get out of here. And she goes, No, no, no. And just pulls out his bag. Goes, You're gonna fuck out of the car right now! <laughs> and then, which led to a good joke, because we see him pull up the one-star review, and the review is just Andre the Giant-looking motherfucker yelled at us, which I cracked up at, because A, it's just funny, and B, that's a nod to his, his wrestling yeah. past. 
Um, so yeah, he he's causing all kinds of problems for Stu. He gets to Koreatown. His contact has been murdered. He tracks blood everywhere because he's blind. So he's touching the guy. He's walking through he's the pool of blood. He's yelling at a dead body because he yeah. thinks he's just like. There's some points where you just you have to assume that like, but. Um, Vic is not a smart person. No, not particularly. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like, Leon, you using again? He's just laying there slumped over. I'm like, okay, even if your vision's impaired, he's got two bullet holes in him and there's blood everywhere, so <laughs> kind of feel like you should have seen that. But anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he pulls Leon's phone up and discovers his last call was to Amber Titties, which is spelled just titties. Nice, Amber Titties. <laughs> That's definitely what. That's my head cannon. Can't can't convince me. I don't care how I don't care. Yeah, I don't care how French you try to play it off as. Yes, that's Amber Titties. So they they go to the strip club that she I guess manages, where, I this was amazing. I okay. So as soon as we found out it's a male strip club, I immediately thought that the sh- the Amber Titties was gonna be a male strip. Club. <laughs> that's what I was ready for. Uh, and then when I when we saw what's his name, who's in um, Steve Howie, Steve Howie, who's in I was like, yeah, like so, well, yeah, I love him. And um, he it was such a bit part, but he was so amazing in it. He's yeah. only in the one scene, but it's great. So yeah, they they wander in, and the first line out of Vic's mouth in this thing is, "It smells like balls in here." <laughs> and you find that's when you find out male strip club, and Stu obviously is just. Not wanting to be here anymore, but Vic has held him hostage and said he's going to give him a one-star review unless he keeps driving around town everywhere. Yeah, because this is the point where um, where Stu is starting to have his moment with the girl. Yes, Becca she, calls him. She breaks up or some sort of incident with like a famous L.A. Lakers basketball player. They break yeah. up or something, and she's going to get all sad drunk. And, and it is sad drunk, actually, by the time we get to that point. Um, so... So you really get to get to start seeing the cringe. <laughs> yeah. She keeps FaceTiming him, and she FaceTimes him while he's talking to Steve Howie. And a naked dude walks by, just junk hanging out. Oh, so- and she just goes, did I just see a dick? <laughs> I don't remember what the reference was, but I was like, did I just see like, Yeah, just like this uh, yeah. big fucking And Steve, dick. he's just like, the, the other guy's like, get the fuck out of there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and... By the way, poor Steve Howie is, like, in an abusive relationship with this Amber Titiens. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, just having, like, a little tuna salad sandwich before he goes on stage. And she's calling him, like, a fat piece of he shit. Nip flips him, like, yeah. right? <laughs> and by the way, he's, like, always been in good shape. He was jacked as hell in this movie. Ripped. Yeah. He was huge. And she's, like, flicking his pecs. <laughs> you got thick old man titties. And he's what like, do we say? Nothing but water four hours before stage. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's like, and he's like really insightful. He's like, no, you can't just go over there and drunkenly go over there again. You gotta tell her how you feel, man. You gotta like, this is it. Shoot your shot. <laughs> and it's like, this is strangely insightful advice from a male stripper. In but, uh, clearly a abusive relationship. Yeah. His and like, employer? Yeah, we yeah we cut away and Batista's talking to her trying to get the, the foreign one on what, what Leon knew and where, uh, if there's anyone else who can direct him to where Tejo is. And when we cut back to Steve Howe, he's like, so that's why I dropped all the charges. <laughs> you know, her bark's worse than her bite. That's actually not true. She bit me once, it hurt. Um... So, yeah, they leave the strip club, and Amber gets on the phone and says, yeah, you're right, they were both here. Yeah, there's two of them, so she's talking to somebody, we yeah. don't know. Uh, they they travel on down to uh, some neighborhood, I can't remember, and they're looking Compton. for... Oh, yeah, that's right, they're going they're to Compton. Compton. And they're, they're looking for uh, some gang member who's supposed to know what Tejo's up to. Yeah, it's a uh, big-ish time heroin dealer. That's yeah, sort of kind of. Like. And... 
they he busts Dave busts into the house and they're you know they, he he pounded on the door saying LAPD so they're they're trying to get rid of drugs and all this other crap and he finally gets in and did he say LAPD? I just thought he knocked like, yeah, a I know, cop he, so he's, everyone freaked yeah, out. Yeah, I know he smashed on the door and said LAPD. Okay. And he's in the house and he's like interrogating them if they know where the guy he's looking for is. Nobody's saying anything. They feed the dog like a bunch of seal packets of fucking heroin. Yeah, but before that he goes, how about I just shoot your big screen TV? He points his gun straight at a fish tank. <laughs> they're like, fish tank, dude. And he just points, at another, <laughs> just points in the opposite direction. <laughs> microwave. That's the microwave essay. <laughs> what the fuck do you guys do on your phone? Just sit and watch fish? <laughs> just points it right exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the, the dog starts vomiting up the heroin packets, and he gets understandably furious. I love dogs. Oh, yeah. If, if, just the best-looking pit. Yeah, and he just starts losing his shit and, like, cracks a dude. And he tries to get up and run and just, just close lines him. him. Yeah, that was floor. it. And then he goes, now, where the... And I forget the guy's name. He's like, where is this guy? And they all point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he just goes, oh, fuck, fuck you guys. guys. <laughs> Hauls him out of the house, cuffs him, throws him in the back of the Uber, and Stu was like, what are you doing, dude? This is a fucking Uber. You can't just put this guy who's a criminal in the back of my car. <laughs> And Dave's starting to go back to the house, and he, you know, Stu's like, like, no, 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 you, you can't, you can't do this. And he pulls out like a little ankle holster thing, <laughs> and hands him this like twenty-two. Yeah, it's a pea shooter. And yeah, Stu picks up with the two fingers, like, okay, just, just point it at him, just point it at him, it'll be okay. Yeah, he doesn't know you're not a cop. This is fine. Uh, he gets back in the house, and the dog vomits up like more heroin, and he just beats the shit out of everybody. In I'm there. gonna quench. Well, some some fears. The the dog survives. Oh yeah, the dog's fine. The dog is fine. These are sealed packets. Yeah, the, of yeah, the, the dog just got sick. It, it it yeah, the dog didn't like trip or anything. Yeah. no dog deaths in this movie. We can we can put that on the web on that what was that one website that tells you if a dog dies? In oh movie? yeah, we can add this to that site. No dogs. That's in this so movie. sad. Um. Uh oh, one thing I forgot to mention, and it just was such a funny little thing, is when his daughter is trying to set up the Uber app and she's looking for a picture of him, and she's scrolling through his photos. This is a bunch of crazy. It's just a bunch of murder montage, man. It's like blood stain and a Glock, blood stain and a Glock and heroin, blood stain. And, yeah, it's like, like a, yeah, like a drug bust with like two like two handguns. Dead guy on a stairwell, blood stain. It's it was great. Um, so yeah, Dave takes the pit because the the pit's clearly not well. Mm. Takes the pit and. In the car, the dude is realizing... They're going to a doctor. No, the guy is realizing that this is an Uber. He's like, this is... You aren't a cop? What? Um, this happened... Oh, he, he realizes this, like, once he gets in the car. Yeah. And, and then Medusa goes away. Yeah. And while he's getting the dog... Yeah. This is when he, like, he kicks out the window... And starts and to like, get fucking away. <laughs> well, it's the, the montage that Camille starts... Um, that Stu starts trying to do. Making it seem oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. call me Wolf <laughs> out of the station. I'm a wolf oh. in sheep's clothing. <laughs> I'm undercover, man. <laughs> yeah, he tries to get out through the window. He just kicks out, and Stu's freaking out and pulls the trigger, it, thinking the safety's on, because Batista told him the safety uh, was on. Was that? On? I thought what happened was he was because he was kicking. He was yeah. Kicking the, he was kicking. Kick, well, the, yeah, he's kicking at Stu, and he's still trying to like flail out through yeah, the window. So I wasn't sure like if his finger twitched. Yeah, or... it's something happens, and he, the trigger gets pulled anyway, and he gets shot in the leg. And the criminal dude starts screaming, and Stu's freaking out that he shot a guy. Batista comes out with his dog. He's He's bleeding out. He's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, Batista just wraps like a bandana around. Is like he's fine. It's a flesh wound. Passes out to shock. Yeah, he starts interrogating, him, but dude passes out. So they say, "We're all we're gonna we gotta take him to a hospital." And Stu's like, "Yes, hospital." And Dave starts giving him directions, and they wind up at a vet. He's like, "You said hospital. This is an animal hospital." He's like, "Yeah, it's he's an animal. It's, it's a type fine. of hospital." Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, apparently he knows the vet, I guess, because they're on a first name basis. He calls him Victor. Yeah, this is why he. This is why Vic is a bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of really shady stuff. Having the ankle host holster gun, yeah. knowing clearly a black market doctor who yeah. uh, who we see later talking to other bad people. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't know they're bad, but they're bad. Um, so they take the dog. They you know they fish out eight more packets of heroin from the dog. Which is like that's you, come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, they sew up. They well they pull the bullet up. Sew the guy's leg up. Doctor takes the dogs on a walk, and they start interrogating this guy. And Batista's like you know he's just doing the stereotypical like roughing him up, punching him, grabbing the leg, putting wound. his finger in a bullet wound, like that type of wound where you just feel it in your testicles. Like, yeah. And, just it. and and that's when Stu is like, you're never gonna get anywhere this way with him. This and, is probably the, my favorite part of the movie. It it's was so clever. You go ahead. Describe yeah. It. So he takes out this dude's phone, and the clever the, one of the best parts is just like he's like, oh, is this your phone? Like just the face. A face all I think, yep, it's your phone. Goes on his Twitter account. <laughs> I love Ryan Gosling. Open parentheses. <laughs> so hot. Close parentheses. Send. And just starts trolling him on his yeah. own Twitter account. The guy's freaking out. Oh, so <laughs> Top good. five favorite Ryan Gosling movies. <laughs> what? And, and finally gets to like, alright, so now he's gonna, he ats his boss. Yep. And writes, at such and so. Where is a diaper because he's <laughs> lactose intolerant and loves cake or something? Cheese, I think cheese it was, or yeah. whatever it was. He goes, "That's not true. You can't do this to me." Gonna send it. All right, all right, I'll talk. And he, you know, he tells him that it's gonna be at the. I think it's like the salvage yard at one a.m. tonight. Yeah. And he's like, "Ah, oh, great job." And Stu's like, "Okay, we're done. I told you where he is. Like, I gotta go. Like, Becca clearly. Oh, Becca has at this point confirmed that she wants to have sex with him again. And um, yeah. And so he's like, just he just wants to get over her house and like." Have sex and tell her how he feels. Sending pictures of what was it? Harry Met Sally. Because that's the movie they watched the first time they hooked up. And so, Batista's like, whatever, you know. Okay, you, you did me solid. Cool. I'll, I'll call a new Uber. So he gets, Stu gets into his car, and immediately like bad guys show up and haul him right back in. He's, he was home free. For he was, just a he was all yeah. He was almost out, and they, the bad guys haul him back in, and. Vic is like, okay, he's gonna say, let's trade your guy for my guy, and then after the trade, he's gonna shoot us both, and then he's gonna shoot that guy so we can't, you know, loose end. And Stu, upon realizing that this gunfight is about to happen, passes out. Just <laughs> just collapses. And that's when Vic just, like, starts firing crazy. Oh, just, yeah. Just firing blind. This, again, another reason why he's a bad cop. He doesn't hold his gun forward. Yeah. He sides Yeah, it. he's straight up, like, gangstering this just blah 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 shooting people i think i counted at least 28 fired bullets before he reloads or oh yeah even, it mentions that he has one bullet left yeah it's insane and still headshots all of them yeah the first guy and while blind yeah like the, he's still blind as shit the first bullet he fires goes right through a dude's head yeah and just kills him and then yeah he's just like blah spraying and then Stu wakes up immediately. He's like, Stu would collapse. Face to face with the yeah. dead person. Stu would yeah. collapse face to face with the dead guy. Freaks out. Crawls over to Vic. Vic calls him over and is like, you gotta check out these lights. I, You know, we gotta even the playing field. Even though you just headshotted a guy. You just like, headshot a guy and it's like four in the afternoon. Yeah. In a relatively well lit room. Yeah. 
So Stu starts throwing cans of dog food at the lights, but he starts like missing and hitting the guys. And when they no, s- he hits the lights. You no, know, he hits the lights, but like eventually, like a can like start ricocheting, and he hits the one dude, and the dude goes ah, and Vic hears that and somehow just like zeroes in and shoots him in the Some head and kills him. location bullshit. <laughs> He's secretly Daredevil. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so that happens twice. We get down to just the last bad guy. And Vic mentions, yeah, at this point he's only got one bullet. One bullet, one can of dog food. Let's do this. <laughs> Stu throws the can, completely misses. Yeah. But the dude steps on a cat's tail as he's trying to escape, and the cat goes, Rawr! and Vic, again. Headshot. I'm sorry, Daredevil. <laughs> and just, blew Matt yeah. Murdock. Headshots him. And yeah, that's four kills, four headshots, all of them. Five. Oh, that's right, yeah. It's five no, guys. Sorry. Stu later screams, do you know how many people I just watched die? I just watched five people die. No, no, he goes, do you know how many people I just watched die? And he goes, five. five. Well, four and the, because yeah. you passed out for one of them. <laughs> you passed out. the point! You passed out before I killed the first one. <laughs> uh, so Stu's like, I, all right, I gotta leave. Like, I've just watched a bunch of murders go down. I can't be here anymore. And he, Vic's like, well, you, you can't leave. Because yeah. clearly th- these guys were working for somebody. And they have your plates now. They ran your very obvious plate that literally just says five stars best vanity plate ever Stu. um so yeah they they they, so Stu's like basically further blackmailed into staying with batista until they figure this out and he's just like fine well where the fuck are we going now he goes we're gonna go check on my daughter see if she's okay and he's just like angry screams before he gets back into the car and takes him there um this is just yeah where you really start to see just how bad of a father yes this is the bad parent scene victor is uh, I can't remember if it's on the way to the gallery or earlier where he'd explained to Stu that his dad abandoned him in the oh, desert. Oh, yeah. What was it? Um, we're gonna go, I'm going to go into town for some groceries. Yeah. I'm going to go get drunk at a bar and hook up with a local. Yep. And so he starts going on. Vic is clearly, like, the epitome of, like, toxic masculinity. Yeah. In that, not like he's, like, he is kind of doing it to Stu, but, like, he clearly had a shitty father who raised him to be a shitty father, you know, and the cycle continues. And Stu is very much, like, the stereotypical, like, bleeding heart, like, yeah, everybody. <laughs> he, at one point... It's, yeah, it's both sides of, like, masculinity. You have, like, um, Victor's character's, like, hyper on one side, where, like, real men don't cry. Yep. Badasses and explosions. <laughs> we take care of our problems. And then you have... Uh, but, like, is, like, emotionally distant to, like, everyone in his life. And then yeah. you have uh, Stu, who is... <sighs> I don't even want to say he's emotionally available because he doesn't tell the woman he loves he loves him. He's, but like that's kind of the problem. He's where he, like, too he's, emotionally available. Yeah, he's like in touch with his feelings and like is like willing to like cry and talk about things. He literally also, screams at one point, "The future is female." Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, like just doesn't. Uh, it, it's so far to like that side where he doesn't have the confidence to stand up for himself, up for himself or himself yeah, and just say no. Uh, yeah, so we get to the art gallery and his daughter is legitimately surprised he showed up. And he's like, yeah, it's great. And this is the painting scene. He's like, look at that painting. You know, the way the red turns into the blue. It's like that uh, murder where so-and-so got shot in a pool and the blood just flowed out. Dad, I do the sculptures. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just appreciating just all the art. And uh, he, he stumbles off to try to check the perimeter and see if anybody's after her. And his daughter asks Stu, how do you know my dad? And he just, he's so, like, emotionally so drained at this point. He kidnapped me. We killed a few people and came here. And she just just thinks he's weird. Yeah. She looks like she she looks like he he thinks she thinks he's joking, but there's a little doubt in her face, like maybe he's not joking. Yeah. Cause she knows her father. <laughs> um so the dad overhears some 
stereotypical art snob, like, comment on his daughter's sculptures, and he's reasonably satisfied that there's no bad people here. And he comes back and tells her, yeah, well, it runs into one of the sculptures. Yeah, too, it almost kind of breaks it. Almost takes it out. And uh, he runs back into his daughter and is like, yeah, I thought your work was great. Very reminiscent of whoever Art Snob <laughs> said. And she's like, oh, wow, that's that's great. Uh, and then he asks her for keys to a storage facility because he needs to house. get some supplies. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the house. At the house. And uh, she's, like, exasperated that that's really all the, the yeah. only reason he came here. Like, she even walks away and he goes, the keys. <laughs> she just throws them at his face. Still can't see. Yeah. <laughs> We're about an hour and 15 minutes in the movie. Still can't see. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be... I think it was like 24 hours they told him to have those things on or something it's, it's like a, that. Yeah, that's about how long it takes. I had a friend of mine get LASIK. And yeah, you gotta drive him there and pick him back up. And you're just... Oh, you're super dilated. You're just super sensitive to light. I believe it. I, I had to do that dilation thing for when I got my contacts. And like even that was just like... It messed me up for like a, a couple hours. Yeah. Just like wonky vision everywhere um so yeah we we we, clear, we see that vic you know i mean he's not the worst father he did want to make sure his daughter was safe and all that but his priorities are very clearly skewed here oh yeah he's he's definitely the great uh, i don't even want to call him a good cop definitely a <laughs> experienced cop there he is he's uh, a man in a mission bad dad <laughs> um and you know Stu is just like what are you doing you know she clearly wants to be part of your life you're like you just transaction her basically you just wanted the keys oh this and this culminates into a pretty fantastic fight yeah they so they they go to the house and he finds he only has like six, basically six yeah, bullets yeah like a clip for his 45 and he's like well fuck you know i'm never gonna be able to do this with just like a clip so Stu goes oh we can go to the store i work at and he's like like uber eats uber guns uber bullets you guys so <laughs> that brings up a very interesting business proposition what is the craziest like Uber service you could do because we have Uber Eats, we yep. have like Uber Drive. What if, like, uh, man, that's a good question. Like, Uber, I feel like Uber Guns and Roller Rules is it's, that's up there. That's up there. Um, I'm gonna uh, maybe something like I feel like Uber medication would be pretty cool, yeah, That'd be pretty like a positive force. What if it was like, fuck, like on the spot, I got fucking nothing, yeah, it's, it's so tough, weird. like Uber. Uber hooker? I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, like, take it out of the, you know? Yeah, just... Yeah, Uber. <laughs> you know, that only really work in states like Nevada, where that kind of thing is legal, but, you know, that's besides the point. We'll, yeah. We'll call us Vegas. We'll, we'll work on this. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, they 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 get to Stu's store and he's like taking like crazy amounts of bullets, crazy amounts of guns. And Stu's like, I thought you just needed bullets. You're like taking an armory. Yeah, it's like a shotgun, a rifle. Yeah, and so this is, leads to the fight where Stu is just like, this is this is why you have nobody in your life. You're like crazy obsessed with this case. Your daughter wants to be part of your life. You keep everybody at arm's length distance. And he goes, you know what that makes you? And this is where they scream at each other. And Vic screams, a good cop. And Stu screams, <laughs> a, a shitty father. Shitty father yeah. <laughs> and so, and they finally just kind of snap and just start a brawl with each other in the middle of this store. And the only reason Stu does not immediately die Stu, is because Vic is still so blind. Stu, like, low-key kicks Vic's ass. Yeah, it's... Like, hits him with golf clubs, throws baseball bats at him, hits him square in the face with a bike. It like, was awesome. But then, like, tries to, like, Tarzan kick him. That was the best part. So, <laughs> Stu goes into this rant about the never-ending story and how the Atreyu made it through this one part because the giant scary sphinx statues looked into his heart and saw he was pure. And, and Victor gets the reference. And yeah, that was the best part! He goes, and so he goes, and Stuart started with the do you remember that part of? Yeah. And then, so he finishes the rant and, and Vic just goes, 
yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, he tries to Tarzan him, and Vic just moves out of the way, and he smashes into this wall. Um, and Stu's old boss, who, yeah, you called it, like, does he live there? Cause, I th- he must live there. Because at this point, it's like 12.30 a.m. Yeah. There's no other reason you should be there. And they, they used a passcode to get into the store. Yeah. So, like, he's either just super lonely and, like, watching camera feeds <laughs> of an empty store, or, as or, you as we found out later in that scene, um, just just jerking it in the main yeah, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he comes in, and, and Stu finally has that moment where he just says, I'm not going to take this shit anymore, and he stands up to the guy. You find out he's his best friend? Yeah. And <laughs> Stu quits, and, yeah, the guy's like, but wait, you can't leave. You're my best friend. And Stu just he goes, what? <laughs> you treat me like shit. The good-natured razzing, the back and forth. This it's is the, the best. worst part. <laughs> he goes, yeah, the other guy goes, it's the best part of my day. It's, and Stu's like, no. I don't think I've ever seen the guy who plays plays the boss in anything before, but he looks and reminds me a lot of the guy um, he's in the league. Um, yes, I know what you mean. I yeah. I don't think he's from that. I know I've seen him in something else, and I can't remember what. And he always plays a very similar kind of character. He's always yeah. almost this guy who's like, "Hey, Stuber, what's up?" Yeah, like he. That's where. Yeah, that the bro. Kind of yeah. Um. That's he. He plays it very well. Yeah. It's it's, it's you know do what you, do what you do best. Uh. So they they do leave the store with this shopping cart full of guns and ammo. To go to Oh, this. they left the shopping cart. Did they? They had a duffel bag. Oh, that's right, okay. And the shopping cart was still, like, a fifth full of just ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Stu's driving him to the salvage oh. yard. Oh, How much do we think he fucking stole and damaged oh, that store? Oh, a lot. Well, if we're just talking stealing, several thousand dollars worth of yeah, stuff. Like, but damage? They so destroyed damage. that store. Like, at least a dozen bikes a right off the A dozen bat. bikes, the climbing wall. The fight, they, they smashed an oar over, uh, over Vic's body. Yep. Like... Uh, it's gotta be. Stu got knocked through a glass case. Yeah, we're looking. It's gotta be like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, this fucking store easily. <laughs> uh, that's really the sequel. Is just Stu and Vic getting sued by that company. That's <laughs> that's why they need to drive for Uber and Lyft to the sequel ah, to repay yeah, the damage Stu, to the store. Stu is still driving for Uber. Vic is Vic driving has to drive for, for Lyft, Lyft part time at night, even while he's still a cop. Okay. I'm not saying we should screenwrite this, but Hollywood, like, At us. we already came up with Uber Hooker. Clearly, we've got million dollar ideas just falling out of here, so give us a call. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, they grand theft a bunch of ammo and guns. Stu's driving him to the salvage yard, at which point oh he God, casually. Grand theft. That's why he's such a bad cop. Yeah, he casually mentions. He casually mentions he's on low battery power, and it's like, okay, well, that's gonna play. 15 miles. Like, I, yeah. did, I did catch that on the, on the readout. He has 15 miles. Yeah. So they. They have, you know, they're much friendlier with each other. Like, that fight, like, they got each other's aggression out. They're friendlier towards each other now. Yeah. Um, he drops him off, and. Stu was like, you sure you don't want me to stay? And Vic's like, no, you know, like you said it yourself, you're a civilian. Oh, we completely missed the subplot where um, Vic's boss, we find out, is the dirty one. Yeah, right. And because Stu convinces him to call for backup because, like Stu says, I'm a civilian. There's no way I'm even remotely qualified for this. Yeah, we, we figured this out at the gallery event. Yeah, she was acting kind of shady and um, she kills the nice vet guy who's taking care of the dogs. Um, so Vic calls his boss, yep. assuming she's gonna call SWAT and all the guys and yada yada. And this is like this is like peak character development for for Vic because it was like right after like uh, Stu's speech of 
it's okay. You can ask for help. Yeah, it doesn't there's, make there's you. No, there's no weakness in asking yeah, for exactly. help. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. And it's like, it's a real turning point for, for Vic. Yeah. Uh, so Vic gets dropped off. Stu gets in the car, drives away. He calls Becca. Still blind as shit. Still we're blind as yeah, still. We're Vic an is, hour 20 into the movie. Still Vic blind still as fuck. Um, but Stu calls Becca and and she's like, where are you? You know, you said you were going to be here like hours ago. And he just breaks down and tells her he's always been in love with her ever since they met. And that, you know, he's he's took her dreams and made them his dreams in hopes that, you know, she'll finally notice him. Yeah, they, the conversation goes about as exactly as it should have. Because, yeah. like, it's, it, he doesn't look like a good person in that conversation. Yeah, it, it that was actually, a, I thought this movie played a lot of its character relationships very well yeah. in that they were very believable. Yeah, like, you don't just have this weird FaceTime breakdown where you reveal you've secretly been in love with somebody for, like, a decade. Yeah, and it's ex- like, she calls him out on, like, all this stuff. Yeah. And, I, yeah, it's, it's definitely Yeah, she great. says, so it's your fault that you've always been in love yeah. with me but haven't had the guts to tell me. And he, and, and, and he admittedly, he's like, yeah, no, yeah. you're right, it's my fault. And it's and that's, that's like, his peak character yeah. growth rate. There. And that was nice to see, but then he sees Vic's boss's car go by by itself, and he he thinks to himself, "It's that a pretty shitty cavalry." <laughs> and so he turns around and follows, and yeah, the boss shows up. Surprise, surprise! She reveals to Vic that she's dirty. She shoots him in the shoulder and is about to finish him off. It was a really, really good setup too. Um, like I really liked how they just had they basically just set up. Um, Vic to take the fall. Yeah, I thought that was really. Clever. Yeah, because he's his blood, his bloody boot prints were all over blood Leon's scene. Yeah, he's, he's he's on surveillance at. The... We find out the strip club is Tejo's distribution center. Yep. Um, and so yeah, she's she's standing over him about to finish him off, and Vic looks looks to her left and goes silent but deadly. Which she she goes. I, I was gonna say yeah. I was yeah. like I was like what? And, and then, then just <laughs> boom Prius or whatever just slams into her <laughs> and like I don't know if she died. Oh, it's not a Prius, and we'll find out why it's not a Prius in a minute. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if she died, but we never see her again. She's right there. She's rolling. She's rolling around. Oh, and rolling um, around. yeah, she just yeah she just goes and Stu's like oh my god I just hit somebody <laughs> and Vic's like you just hit my boss she was a, you know and Vic's like and uh Stu, have I been a bad guy? <laughs> yeah. Did you just Stockholm syndrome me? <laughs> yeah. Stu was like holy shit. You're a bad cop, which no, Stu, you're right. He is a bad he cop. He's a bad cop. He's just not a dirty cop. Um, so the bad guys see this and start chasing him down, and we get a pretty funny gunfight on the on the road. And Vic's eyesight finally comes back. Yeah, you get all the um, all like all the tropes, all the stereotypes, like all the things they do on Mythbusters that say they that don't work. They don't. They don't work. Yeah. We're like, what was it? Um, uh, Stu was like, I'm gonna throw this. Propane is gonna go. It's, you're gonna shoot it. It's gonna blow up. And what happens? Vic screams before, before he does that. Though he goes, "This isn't fucking Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> this is Jaws. It's actually like Jaws." He throws it out the window. It hits the ground. It bounces off through the windshield, crushes, smushes, just flattens a man's face. Yeah, he's insta dead. And yeah. then the can explodes. And then the can explodes and takes that whole SUV with it. <laughs> it's like holy shit. Yeah. And so they, Vic's eyesight comes back. He shoots the driver of the other SUV. Tejo like barely manages to avoid hitting a like a cement barrier. Yeah. And their car runs out of juice. Oh, but before we have one more, we got one more gun thing where he's like, "All right, I'm gonna shoot." The- oh, no, that's after. Right, this yeah. After, this yeah. After. So the car runs out of juice, and then yeah, that like they they see Tejo just careening towards in. them. Barely's like, "I'm gonna shoot the tires." <laughs> shot, shot, shot. God, it never works. And then they just get T-boned. <laughs> that's pulling it mildly. That car goes. Flying. Yeah. I mean, Stu had a seatbelt on, but Vic should have been killed on impact because <laughs> they do at least mm. 10 rotations yeah. before they stop. It was pretty rough. 
And so they, yeah, they, they get out of the car and they start running towards a sriracha factory. At which point Vic is almost immediately blinded again. Again, he had his socks like they, they maybe didn't end, two minutes. Yeah, they didn't end up like permanently blinding. Yeah, him, no, he just but Tejo shoots at him, hits a thing of sriracha, and it just goes straight into Vic's eyes, and he he <laughs> he, so he, he screams, "I'm blind again!" So unfortunate. Um, and so they play a little cat and mouse. Uh, they they huddle in a van with the factory workers and tell and Stu tells everybody to call an Uber so they can get the hell out of there. Uh, they bust through the door in the van, which immediately hits a boat. Which was parks just, a boat here. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, Vic's line. Just why was there a boat there? Um, so they they get out. Tejo has them at gunpoint, but then all of a sudden, all these SUVs start pulling up, and Tejo's looking around like, oh shit, like is this the fads? Yep. And and Stu's tries to do uh, try, tries to like you know he he rolls deception. He tries to <laughs> tries to make it seem like they called a bunch of undercover. Uh, FBI. I'd say he rolled like a solid twelve. It wasn't I, bad. I'd give him a fifteen because yeah. like it was believable for a second. And then one of the fucking Uber drivers had to open their fucking mouth yeah. and say, "You all ordered a bunch <laughs> of Ubers the same place. Dick move, man." And then just some gunfire and everyone dispersed. No, Tejo wipes um, wipes tries to get oh, some sriracha off his face, but he wipes it in his eyes. And then Vic tackles him, and yeah, the gun goes yeah. off. All the Uber drivers flee. And then we start getting this brawl, and, and Vic's like, get the freaking gun away from him! And so Stu, like, bites Tejo in the hand, and, like, gets the gun away from him, and they're fighting, and Vic is getting his ass beat. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, understandable. He was in a car accident, he'd been shot. Yeah, shot, car accident. Blind. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Still, like, kind of blind. Um, and so Stu tries to shoot Tejo out of bullets, throws the gun at Tejo. He catches him, pistol beats. whips Vic. And then hits hits Stu in the face with it. And just when Tejo's about to kill Vic, his daughter shows up, and she shoots a couple times at Tejo. Runs straight towards Tejo, misses five shots I don't, from... I don't think she was trying to kill him. I, I think she just wanted to get him away from her dad. Still. Yeah. It was it was silly. Misses five shots, loses the gun. Yep. And he earlier in the movie, Stu had asked Vic if he'd ever done the thing where you jump in front All of... All the dumb cop things. Yeah. Have you ever shot out someone's tires? Have you ever jumped jump in front of someone to take a bullet for them? Have you yeah. ever... Was, well, uh, walked away from an explosion walked without looking back. Yeah. back. yeah. And so Tejo looks at Vic and says, I killed your partner, now I'm going to kill your daughter. And he goes to shoot her, but Stu jumps right in the way, takes the bullet into his shoulder, and then Vic, you know, just beats him down, starts choking him out, and the cops show up, and they arrest him. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding from where the bullet wound is. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, bleeding. I'm bleeding from where the wound, I'm bleeding from where my bullet hole is. And then his car explodes. Because of the propane and still in the car. And then Stu screams, this is an electric car, how is this even possible? No, it's a lease. Oh yeah, he screams it's yeah. a lease. And then he goes, the propane! <laughs> uh, so they wake up in the hospital. And we find out that Stu's Uber bill has racked up Vic five thousand five hundred forty-three dollars, something like that. And he gives he gives Stu a five-star review, and he hugs him and thanks him for saving his daughter, and he cries. No, he had sriracha in his hair. Yeah, yeah, sriracha. Yeah, totally. Victor no. doesn't cry. Um, <laughs> and at the end of it, we see it's now Christmas time, and Vic picks up Chinese food and goes to his daughter's place. She answers the door, and then after they talk for a second, out from the corner comes Stu. They're yeah. now dating, and Stu jokingly tells him, "This is your new night in the desert." <laughs> and they go in the door, and the house. Or they go in the. They go in the door, and the they house. Go, they go in the door, and the yeah, house closes. Yeah. yeah, they go in the house. The door closes, and that's the end of the movie. Um, I thought this movie was great. I, I really. It looked really funny when I saw previews for it in theaters, 
and I was really excited to see Batista, uh, Batista in something that wasn't just a straight action movie. Yeah. And because he's he was pretty funny as Dax uh, or Drax the Destroyer. Yep. Um, and I and uh, Kumail uh, Nanjiang. Nanjiao? Oh, fuck, I... We, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Camille. not going to try to say his last name again. Stu. <laughs> Stu. Um, yeah, but, like, Kamal... Uh, fuck my life. <laughs> uh, Kamal is just a hilarious comedian and is in a lot of funny stuff, so it was a pretty good... Yeah, they had great chemistry together yeah, as an really on-screen duo. Um, it bumped... Yeah, this movie didn't... It didn't flop. It was, like, a $16 million budget and it made 32 Um, I don't know if the $16 million budget, like, includes marketing or whatever, but either way, it wasn't a total flop, but... Clearly, it wasn't like gangbusters at the theater. I saw it in theaters, and I mm-hmm. loved it. But in the theater, it was me, uh, my friend, and my ex-girlfriend, and like four people on there. Yeah. Yeah. Us, maybe. yeah. Um, but it was great. My One of my only things I didn't like was uh, the guy who plays Tejo, whose name is Iku Uwas, is an Indonesian martial artist. And he's insane. If you've ever seen The Raid or like Triple Threat or any of his other action movies, he's amazing martial artist. And his two big fight scenes in the beginning and the end of the movie are great. But yeah, I, he has a lot of all of his fight scenes are pretty are really solid. In this um, movie. But I really wish he'd been in it a little more because he's like in it for he, he's in the beginning fight scene, the end big fight action set piece, and then like a flashback. Yeah, and that's kind of it. I think yeah, and I think that's that's mostly just because like this built as a comedy, an yeah. action comedy, not a yeah. pure action movie. Um, yeah, it's not like it's not really a knock against the movie. It's just like, me as a, a weird action movie nerd. Mm-hmm. I love him and uh, wish we would have gotten more of that, but. It's really hard for me to find stuff to, to like, critique about this movie. Yeah, it was really solid. Uh, yeah, it just, it's consistently funny. There's never any real dead periods. Uh, the the fun little cameos, like Steve Howey as the stripper, was, it's it's hilarious. Um, I think if you haven't seen Stuber, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I own the Blu-ray, but uh, definitely check it out. la da Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just go to Soundgarden, okay? Cheap plug. Soundgarden, sponsor me. <laughs> I have spent so much money at your store, I feel like you guys kind of owe me. <laughs> you know, you got like a, a 400 pack of DVDs and you got, what, 32 slots left? Yeah, let's not talk about it. It's fine. I don't have an addiction. <laughs> you have a problem. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but that's, yeah, that's what we thought. And I like uh, comment. See if you guys like Stuber. Let me know what you thought. Maybe you thought it was horribly unfunny and you're just a weird psycho. <laughs> but let me know what you think. And be sure to uh, like and comment and share this around with all your friends. Because I need the publicity, people. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to be it for this episode. I'll be back with another one soon. And have a good one, guys. See ya. Bye.